If you read the accounts of what was going on in America before the Second Great Awakening, it, it's like reading the newspaper today. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast, a nationwide call for spiritual awakening. The goal, accelerating the movement of God through sharing revival truth, stories, and reports. Welcome to the One Cry Podcast. We are so glad to have you with us today. I'm Bill Eloff, Kyle Reno, uh, the uh, dynamic duo, the, <laughs> <laughs> or the two knuckleheads. I don't know yeah, how we're like it, right? Yeah, more more like that. But uh, we're we're so glad you're with us today. We uh, we've been uh, walking through these podcasts the last few weeks about prayer that uh, changes stuff. And just the Kyle, just the recognition that 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 can happen, and that we mm -hmm. can get to be a part of it, is just one of the most thrilling things in the world. Yeah. And uh, I don't know about you, but I've I've just every week on a podcast, we just kind of talked ourselves happy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Building each other's faith, man. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, and you know we need that because stuff needs to change. I, you know. Uh, every once in a while, uh, things happen. Sometimes they're just the mundane things mm -hmm. in life that just, you know, you're going along and just, it, it just stuff's not right. My, my granddad used to say sometimes he was discombobulated. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> I'm really not sure what that yeah. means, right. uh, but I know what it feels like. Right. And sometimes it's just stuff, just life. Mm -hmm. that is just not going right. And sometimes, man, it's a real, it's mm -hmm. a real tragedy. It's a real yeah. issue. All of us have faced those. We, we get a bad report, mm -hmm. you know, and it just looks like, man, there's, there's no way out of this thing. Right. And uh, what do we do when, mm -hmm. when that happens? Yeah. Well, I can tell you what my son Abel tried to do when he got a bad report. <laughs> I just Abel alert. Abel alert. Abel alert. Oh, I love that kid so much, man. He's smart as a whip, but he, occasionally he'll get in trouble at school for something. So I'm driving down the road, Bill, after picking him up, and this is what <laughs> this is what he says. I'm driving, so I can't read anything at the moment. He yeah. says, "Hey, Dad, can you sign this and not tell Mom about it?" <laughs> <laughs> I said, said no. every kid in the world at some yeah, point in life. Yeah, I said no and no. I cannot. <laughs> I, I will not sign it until I can read it, and uh, and and I will not sign something and not tell your mother about it. He'd gotten in trouble for talking in class, you know. And so yeah. sometimes you got to face the facts, and that there's there's uh, you get a bad report if that's something you've done, or that happens on a national level. And just real quick, I, I want to read what happened the moment and when you get a bad rep report you got a, a, an opportunity to to dictate how you'll respond and i think bill one of the things you've taught me through the years about revival is that revival uh, there's many things that precede a revival mm -hmm. there's there's many things that were happening before we see what's happening you know like we might see the movement of god the the changed lives are happening but things preceded that and and what I think is you, what, what you miss a lot of times in a real move of God is that somebody rightly responded, rightly okay. responded to desperation. And I'm telling you that there's something, Jehoshaphat has become the spiritual hero to me. 
just in in Second Chronicles chapter twenty. I'll read you a little bit, and then I want to talk about it, Bill. And let's look back even in the history of revival and awakening, a moment where somebody just had a right response and how they prayed ended up changing things. And so you see in this, here's the bad report, verse 1. I'm reading from the NLT. It says, After this, the armies of the Moabites, the Ammonites, and the Meonites declared war on Jehoshaphat. Messengers came and told Jehoshaphat, A vast army from Edom is marching against you from beyond the Dead Sea. They are already at Hazazon Tamar. Jehoshaphat was terrified by this news. And here you go. And he begged the Lord for guidance. He also ordered everyone in Judah to begin fasting. So people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. So setting, man, imagine this. Now here's Jehoshaphat, who at all accounts, this point is a good king, even a godly king. And in one moment, three, three nations decide that they have one sole purpose, we're going to take Jehoshaphat out. We're going to take out Jehoshaphat and people. So you talk about a bad report that arrives on the your doorstep that three nations have decided that you're hit list number one. We're going to take you out and them. And, and you have a moment. How will you respond? And if you think about leadership even, and, and I think that we, we love to talk about leadership. And there's a lot of things that need to be learned in leadership. There's a lot of things biblically about leadership. But in this moment, let me tell you what I love about Jehoshaphat. He didn't try to lead his way out of this. He didn't try to. He, let me tell you what he didn't do. He didn't get a strategy session together. You know, he didn't get. He didn't get just the right people in the room. And I get there's times to do that. He what what he what he did was he responded the right way. He didn't retreat. He didn't run for the hills. I think a lot of times the people of God retreat when we get a bad report. Mm-hmm. That we just run. We run away. We hide. We hide. He didn't retreat, nor did he try to rally the troops in in the sense he didn't try to rally the troops just military-wise. He didn't say, like, let's get our best strategy together to take out or defend ourselves. Instead, he got real desperate. He got real desperate that a king goes face down. You'll see in that text scripture, before the Lord, he goes on to pray promises Back to God. And here's a word we don't hear a lot. This is the reason I like the <clears throat> NLT's version of it. It said, he begged. He begged. And I, I just, I want to tell you, uh, it's just in my heart, and I keep sharing this with our men and, and, and in the church I'm at, is that if we're too proud to beg now, we never will. Wow. If we're too proud to beg now, if we, don't, if we, if we look into the eyes of our children, and all that they are inundated with, all every scheme and worldview, and pull, if we're too be- if we're too proud to beg now, we never will to beg the Lord. Listen for guidance. He's like he he was saying, Lord, what do you want us to do? Mm-hmm. And he didn't what he what he did do. He didn't rally the military, but he did rally people spiritually. Mm-hmm. He he sent out. He said, "Listen to me. The way he he listen to me. It's it's not that he didn't lead. He just led spiritually. Mm-hmm. That he that he he didn't. I love, I love this. He didn't ask people to fast. He commanded a fast. Mm. Like he that he used his authority. He didn't say, "Hey, y'all make a decision. 
he made a declaration. Because when you realize how desperate you are, it's not, it's not a deciding point. It's a declaration. We need to fast and pray. Because if not, mm-hmm. we're through as a people. So he declares a fast. And it says, interestingly enough, so much more. There's like six series in, in this one chapter. It says, so for people from all the towns of Judah came to Jerusalem to seek the Lord's help. Now, let me just give you a little context here. And this is what, Bill, you've, you've, you've studied this in a move, a real move of God. There's just this happening, like this, this, mm. mom, this, like this spiritual inertia, like everybody goes, yeah, it's time to get desperate. Like it, this mm. was unprecedented. I, I won't let you in on a secret. The people from all the towns of Judah did not get along before this. Like they're rivals. They had different crazy. They had different views on even their worship of the one true God, Yahweh, Elohim. Like they, they, there was the makings of future Pharisees and Sadducees in this, in all these towns. But when you're about to be annihilated, you lay down all that stuff. Mm-hmm. You lay down, when you're about to be wiped out, you, you lay down all those denominational differences you know, to get desperate. And so they all come together in this one movement to seek the Lord for help. I want you to think about this. you got three armies marching against you. And, and, and instead of spreading out or getting across your whole border, you concentrate yourself. Like this is a terrible wartime strategy. Hmm. But, this is, but this is the right response to, true de- to a truly desperate situation. So here, here's what I say to, to all this. The kind of prayer that changes things is real. It's real. The kind of – I mean, it is like looking out there – knowing that we can't change this on our own, that we're going to need help from heaven, that we're going to, they sought the Lord for help. And Bill, maybe just give us some real-time illustration of how these things happen. I'm thinking about New York, you know, I'm I'm thinking about the Jesus movement. I'm thinking about Welsh, you know, all these, there's this common spirit that you find in a real move of God. You know, what strikes me, Kyle, as you're talking and I'm looking here at, at the text, verse three, it said Jehoshaphat was afraid, mm-hmm. and it doesn't say you know he right. was this or that. It just he he got scared. Yeah, right. And 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 but what he did was the right thing, mm-hmm. right? Instead of you know we all react out of fear yeah. and usually do the wrong thing. Yeah, but Jehoshaphat, because of years of walking with God, he turned yeah. his attention to seek the Lord. Yeah. So uh, what you said about nationwide revivals is absolutely true. We've had we've had five. Some say we're entering into another one now uh, seasons of nationwide revival Mm. at each of those. The 10 years prior to that Mm. has this this I call it the preparatory work of God. But it always comes on on the heels of the nation digressing, hmm. of darkness invading. So before the first great awakening, before the second great awakening, if you read the accounts of what was going on in America before the second great awakening, it, it's like reading the newspaper today. Right. If you read before the 1857 prayer revival, 
in which one million people came to Christ out of 30 million population and this extraordinary movement of God. Uh, prior to that was a great downturn in the society, a financial reversal. People were afraid. Mm. I lived in the 60s. It was the most, and I've, I've lived seven decades now. Other than right now, it was the most tumultuous decade mm. of the last seven decades in terms of my firsthand knowledge. And there was these dramatic things that were happening. Uh, mm. There was this huge sexual revolution. Mm -hmm. There was a spirit of anarchy that came in the mm. nation. They were rioting on campuses. The Vietnam War was going on. There was tremendous mm. unrest in our nation. There was tremendous financial things that were going on. And what happened is people got afraid. Mm -hmm. They got afraid for themselves, for their children, mm -hmm. for their children's children, and right. and they got desperate. And and some people began to cry out to the Lord, mm. and that cry I think ultimately resulted in God graciously sending the next great movement right. that we now call. We look back and we call it the Jesus movement. Mm -hmm. And what's fascinating, uh, Kyle, I think that the, those prayers were happening uh, with older, mature Christians yep. who saw what the nation had been like and where it was going. And so they didn't know what to do. They just cried out. It ignited mm. among the young people. Mm. And, and, and they were the early adopters of that right. and, and ignited and took off. But but people were there was an unprecedented movement of prayer that mm -hmm. happened before that that Jesus movement. And mm -hmm. what's thrilling is we're seeing right now, we have been for the last four or five years, an mm -hmm. unprecedented movement of prayer happening mm -hmm. across the United States. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think the man to be terrified by the news, like that mm -hmm. that they were afraid, that Jehoshaphat was afraid. I think that we gotta feel where we're at. We we need to we we need to Jehoshaphat felt the news like man there are three armies coming to destroy God's people future generations this ain't about my this ain't about me me being king this is about this kingdom and I I think right now we need to embrace the fact that there is a war that we are facing armies like you just said a spirit of anarchy man a spiritual a spirit of sexual confusion man there there is there's all these evil schemes and principalities that are promoting these things to destroy a generation to well, destroy and, the future of our nation and you even can see it you know i don't want to get into this too much but the the world is getting so much smaller right. because of communication. And, you know, we all understand that, that phrase mm -hmm. that what happens over here in China or what happens mm -hmm. in Iran or what happens in Russia uh, or what happens in Israel, all of that affects everybody. Mm -hmm. And the economic markets are all tied together. Mm -hmm. And I'm telling you, it is a scary time to live. Right. And when a nation loses its moral compass, right. which we have done by and large, and moral foundation, uh, we're we're in trouble. It's frightening. Right. 
And so if somebody says, well, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm fine. You know, I got my car, I got my, mm-hmm. you know, I got my money in the bank. I'm, I'm good. Uh, you're just unbelievably naive mm-hmm. because you're not thinking about what's right. going on and, and what's in store for your children and your children's right. children right. and for our nation. Right. But that fear, here's the deal. If that fear drives us to, right you know, bunker down or do this or that, or go out and mm-hmm. you know, make yeah. sure we got enough money and, you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. That's one reaction. What it should do is call us to mm-hmm. cry out to the Lord and to fast yeah. and pray. Yeah. Yeah. To run, to have the right response. I watched this bill this last fall at the church I'm serving at. You're so right. I mean, I, I could not, uh, support you more in the statement you just said i watched what god was moving in our area and we were believing for a real move among the next generation because of the amount of darkness and the assault that's happening let me tell you the first people to respond in our church in prayer and fasting and faith evangelistically for that generation was our older people yeah. I mean, like they they got so desperate so quick. It was like we just said, we need people to serve, we need people to pray, we need to saturate all this. It was, but and I think a lot of it's because they had once experienced a move of God, even going back they to Jesus it. movie. Yeah, yeah, they had tasted it. That movie had just come out. You know, mm-hmm. like the Jesus Revolution played into that. that like where we were painting pictures of scores of the next generation coming across and being baptized but man they just by faith engaged they responded going like yes lord do it again do it again and yeah. and they did and the others just like you said though and and here they come all uh, those that pray lord to help and you read down in second chronicles later it says that the men brought their families their children their wives mm-hmm. before the lord mm-hmm. and what we watched here man was Students, the next generation were drawn into the presence of God. Yeah. And, and, and oh, I mean, we saw hundreds come to know Christ. Yeah. Uh, well, the faith of a previous generation, the fire of God falling on the next generation, and it, and it shaped, but it had to start with some people rightly responding. And, and what we tried to say here is don't get mad at the next generation. Yeah. Don't, get, don't, don't, don't get mad at per se, at the, don't scream at the television, you know, instead. Mm-hmm get desperate and ask God to do something. Right. And, and, you know, we're, we're not going to unpack the rest of the story, but the, the rest of the story is God moved. Yeah. Right. God works. God redeems. Right. God's victorious. Right. God brings yeah. revival, you know, and, yeah. and, and so that, that can, can happen, but right. also listen, it also cannot happen. Right. Nations, nations crash and burn. Right. And, and so, so if we, if we don't repent and cry out Mm. to the Lord, Mm -hmm. you know, but if we will, we have every uh, hope to believe that God would be true to his promises again and would send a reviving that we desperately need. And I know we're in an emphasis right now, one cry, Lord, do it again. Just asking the Lord to do it once again in our nation. We see the stirrings of that. And all of that, Kyle, as you showed us from Jehoshaphat, is going to come from prayer and fasting. Mm-hmm. 
and mm-hmm. having the right response to the fears that are around us. Mm-hmm. Well, here we are again. You know, we've been in this series, uh, prayer, prayers that change things, and that we see God change stuff. And you know, it's crazy. Uh, you, you got Daniel's, you got Moses's, you got you got moment. I know we talk about Nehemiah in the future here. You got Jehoshaphat. Is that that one man, one person prayed, one mm-hmm. one person prayed, and things started happening. Yeah. Things started happening, and so I, we just say to our listener, like your prayers matter. Like your prayers matter in the coming revival and move of God. Your prayers matter. You don't know what starts happening when you start praying. Like you don't yeah. know what what part that's going to play into the the move of God. I do believe, and Bill, I I believe that. Will we say it's big R revival yet? No, but is the rumblings happening? Yes, mm. yes. Yeah. Well, well, we we better pray our way into that in, in big time ways. And I know Bill, you'd love to lead us to do that even now. Let's let's do that. And uh, by the way, I just I can't help. I wish I had it at my fingertips, but. Uh, the Hebrides revival. Hebrides are a series of islands uh, off the coast of Great Britain. And in the 40s and 50s, there was an unbelievable stirring of revival in the Hebrides. And, uh, and uh, there were two widow women hmm. who, who realized that there were no young people in any of their churches in their island, no students at all. There were students. They just weren't in the churches and the churches were dead and they just faithfully prayed. And God spoke to them and said, there's a man who's going to come Mm -hmm. and we're going to see revival. Now, Duncan Campbell was in Great Britain. He's on the mainland Mm -hmm. and he was an evangelist and he felt stirred he had no invitation. Nobody called him to go to the Hebrides. Wow. <laughs> he goes to the Hebrides, just the strangest thing he'd ever done. He gets there at night, and this guy says, says to him, they're waiting for you. And he, he says, what do you mean? He said, well, they're waiting for you. And he takes them to this church that was packed with people who are crying out for revival. Whew. And Campbell starts preaching and this unbelievable harvest starts happening among the students and young people. Just this unbelievable. It was two uh, widow women. One of them, I think, was blind that happened. This incredible thing that happened, movement of God, because somebody turned their attention to seek the Lord. So let's do that right now. okay? and uh, Kyle, why don't you begin and then I'll. And then I'll pray. Yeah, Lord, we ask even now, would you put in the hearts of every listener uh, for Bill and I, Lord, that right response? Would you allow us to get desperate and to pray like it matters, Father God, to seek your face, Lord God? Would you allow us to be rightly moved, Lord, rightly terrified, Lord, rightly afraid, God? Not the kind of fear that makes us run and hide, but the kind of fear that makes us run to you. And so, God, would you unleash that, Lord, and awaken intercessors for the glory of your name as a part of the next coming move of God? Mm-hmm. And, Father, we we pray, Lord, we, we, we have fear uh, of, of where we are. But, Lord, 
drive us to mm. seek your name, drive mm. us to turn our attention to mm. seek you, drive us to proclaim fast and mm. get on our face and not stop until you do your work. And uh, Lord, as you do, we'll give you the glory for what you're doing. We pray we would join you in your activity in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Amen. Well, thanks so much for joining us. And uh, boy, again, we're going to be really dialing in to pray that God will do it again in our day. And uh, I believe he's doing it, Kyle. I believe yep. it's starting. And uh, we want to be right in the middle of that. And, and we'll help you do that on the One Cry podcast. That's why we're doing this, bringing you reports of what God's doing as we hear it around the country and trying to stir us up to uh, faith and good works uh, to see God's movement in our day. So thanks for joining us and we'll see you next time.